0: Hello, Rachel. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Rachel, are you there? I don't think she's there. I think she's away from the phone. So we're just waiting for the inspirational guru. Oh, here she. Hi. I'm just getting used to this. I can't
1: keep up with these apps, (coughs) but this is new, so I'm excited to be here. Hey, Rachel. Hey, Golden. It's really good to see you.
0: Hi, Veritas. How? I am fine my love. How are you doing?
2: I think Rachel must be having mic issues. Oh I'm here. I fixed it.
0: <laughs> oh okay. Good morning Rachel. Good morning. Good morning. Good afternoon on my end.
2: So let's all introduce ourselves. Hello everyone. I am Haley Hart. I am the founder of Trophy Wives Club which is a social club for traditional minded women and I'm going to pass the mic.
3: Hello, everyone. My name is Rachel Vaughan and I am the Biblical Femininity Coach. And one of the things I love to talk about is becoming the dream woman for yourself and then the woman of his dreams. So excited to be with you, to be with all of you lovely ladies.
4: Hi, my name is Golden. I am a follower of the Trophy Wives Club. I am also a guest contributor to um, the Trophy Wives Club. And I'm just here to have a nice girl chat with the ladies. So hopefully it's
1: Hi, I am Veritas, mainly known as the Inspiration Guru. I am a follower of the Trophy Wives Club. and of course a fan and I tend to be a contributing guest there as well. Um, I'm a lawyer and a life transformational coach, and I mainly focus on teaching and helping corporate women transform into becoming divine feminine women and manifesting their dream business and empire whilst working their nine-to-five. So I'm actually excited for this topic, and this should really be fun because this is, this is a real, real, real one.
2: Yes, this is definitely a deep topic. I'm super excited for this as well. So, today we're going to be talking about confessions of a black traditional woman. And what is your experience? And I guess the first question I want to ask do you feel accepted by the community?
0: Interesting. Um, I would say no.
1: And I'm speaking as a black woman <laughs> because there has been this normalized tradition of black women being the breadwinners so now that we're saying no we're no longer doing that being the breadwinners being the ride or die chicks we're being called gold um, gold diggers the famous name being thrown at us um there's a lot of policing on black women for having standards all of a sudden people want to police us and it's been normalized for us to struggle so we've seen the struggle love and all of that so now we're talking about tradition it's being equated to wanting to be white, which is very ridiculous. But I'll say that's why we're not accepted because the struggle has been normalized. Women, black women struggling, black women handling everything by themselves has been so normalized that tradition is totally foreign. So that yes, I'll say no, nope, we are.
0: Okay, so I would probably say that.
4: For me, I have a little bit of a different background um, and experience because i 'm first generation Congolese, and so um, uh, traditional housewives have have been on the continent for for centuries upon centuries e- even now right but um what I have noticed because i have not i wasn 't born or raised there. Um, I spent most of my life here um, in in Canada, North America. Um, I have noticed, however, that the men um, have started to become a little dusty, okay? Um, Because they're no longer um, really held to the same standard that they used to be held because um, women are, can now work can now earn their their keep and can be very independent and um what i have noticed is that it has made uh men from my background become um a little bit more lazy um they felt that now that you are independent i don't have to do as much anymore i can kind of rest on my laurels and that is is something that is permeating And it's not okay. Um, And I think that um, that's kind of the issue that I'm having now is that it's always been there in our traditions. You know what I mean? We still expect a man to provide and protect. But from what I'm seeing here, a lot of these men are trying to push women to now lower their standards because, oh, well, you can work too now. You can do this now. And I'm just like, no, if you want me to pop out children and give you legacy, you're going to need to come with more than oh, uh 50/50 or, you know, you're going to contribute because that that alone is a full-time job. There's a reason why we pay daycares as much as we pay them. There's a reason why we pay nannies as much as we pay them. There's the reason why we pay cleaning services as much as we paid them because everything a stay-at-home mom does is actually a real job outside of that home that can actually uh, render her a lot of money. People get paid to do all of that. So if that's the case, then you should understand that I'm also working even though I'm not punching anybody's clock. And I think that that's what needs to be normalized. Um, And I do understand how it is for, you know, black American women or women, you know, um, living in the UK or, or wherever that is first world, because I do feel like, regardless of that fact, there has to be some kind of rite of passage, um, of suffering. Even in my culture, that is what they literally set you up for. Because, unfortunately, um, You know, the provider protector piece is there, but the integrity piece is not there. So oftentimes when women will uh, get married, um, the men don't even get a talk about how they need to behave in a marriage. But you'll see that they'll sit down the women and they'll be, you know, submit to your husband. You know, if he comes home and he's upset, don't speak to him right away. They basically, um, they basically break down. The fact that you are going to have to expect that he's going to be a screw up at some point in time and your uh, job is to keep the family together and to basically swallow whatever he, he comes and gives you because he's a provider protector which is also something I don't subscribe by and that's what I mean by that rite of passage of suffering because our mothers, our grandmothers and all of that kind of stuff even though they were married and they were married for long periods of time in my culture it was often very miserable out of the 50 years that they were married they were probably happy their first maybe two to three and then it hit the fan but because we um you know, look down upon divorce very negatively and they always want to keep it together for the quote unquote kids and say face, they're not going to be um, very forthcoming about the fact that they've endured a lot of um, unpleasant things like, you know, infidelity, lying, cheating, um, and things of that nature. And so I don't subscribe to any kind of suffering. I don't subscribe to any kind of red flag as soon as I hear or feel any of the BS coming my way, um, I use the two um, feet that God gave me and I walk. Um, and I really hope that more women learn.
2: I love that golden. And I completely agree with you ladies. Um, I don't feel accepted either in the community. I feel like black women must fit into this one box and anything outside of that box is them then then somehow deemed as white, which I don't get. It's just so problematic. You must, your goal must be as a black woman to be a baby mother, um, a, a football player's ghetto wife or something, oh no, I'm sorry, long-term baby mother. You know, it's just like always struggle. And anything outside of the struggle bus is not normal for you, right? And when I watched that video, Of that black woman saying you know i want to be a suburban mom and go to whole foods i'm thinking to myself yes i love that for her and then you have jada come under the post and say you want to be white you're living in a dream world
1: that was
0: embarrassing pathetic
1: like are you kidding me it was it was embarrassing because i was like to be honest we only see this nonsense in the black community and it's nonsensical like it's highly embarrassing you know um I remember I also sent a post, another post to um, Haley that was um, sent, that was on um, a, a very famous YouTuber, a known YouTuber's page of a Black woman saying she wants to be a stay at home mother. And another Black woman attacked her immediately and was like, you know, attacked her for that and said, well, men change their minds and stuff like that. And it's like, why do you need to shame her for openly saying she wants to be a stay at home mother? You know, and now it's being equated to, wanted to be white when I saw that video as well I was like oh I love the sound of that I would absolutely love in fact I visioned that for myself you know so when I saw her come in the comments and attack her and talk about be black I was like what's that got to do with what she said she wants as a traditional mother you're now turning it into something that was never even insinuated in the first place and even the other women in the comments were making it out like she was attacking So it was like people were gaslighting her, basically, shaming her for wanting to have that traditional mom life and even gaslighting her and turning it into a situation that was never even there in the first place. So I found it embarrassing because in the black community, this is going worldwide and people are looking like, really? So a black woman saying she wants traditional, she's now being called white. can I can see why they struggle so much. And that's embarrassing.
2: I agree. Like, I can't wait to become a mom and just make bento boxes all day. Like, that's what I want to do. Make, you know, Instagram, make my kids lunch, you know, make my husband's food. Have fun doing those things. Like, I don't want to be on the struggle bus. Like, I'm sorry. Everyone else can have that ride if they want, (laughs) but I don't want that for myself. So what are your thoughts?
3: yeah, you know what? I really love what you ladies have already shared on this topic. And honestly, when I when I watched a video, I was just, I just com- was in complete agreement with her. And what I find super interesting is that in this day and age where people are saying you're allowed to live your life however you want, um, that we're still being policed and we're still being monitored in this way. Because if everyone is truly allowed to live the life of their own desires, then why does this matter? None of us on this, in this um, podcast or in this lifestyle, are bothering other people. So why is it when we mention certain things, it's always, you know, something negative to be said? I remember I wrote a post on my Facebook um, a few days ago where I was saying that for certain women, in order to get our attention, one of the things that we're looking for is for men who invest in our, you know, show that they're providers and so on. And then someone came on the post and said. Well, you know, some of these men, they don't, they don't know how to be kind. They don't have, they don't know how to be nice. They're, they're very mean. All they can do is give good gifts. And I was thinking to myself, why do we automatic the negative whenever we talk about anything to do with being traditional, being a provider, being a, a chivalrous man? Why do we automatically go to abuse or negativity or say someone's trying to be white? I have no idea how the, how they correlate. And it's just really sad to me that We're allowing people to do whatever they want as long as it fits our requirements. That's how it feels. And to me, when it comes to being a traditional woman, um, it is about understanding that this is the life that we choose. So if that's our choice, then we should be allowed to be... You know, respected for our choices and be left alone. We're not bothering anyone. And so I was kind of like disheartened when I went. I actually went on TikTok um, to look at the video. Then I saw, when I read the comments, I was disappointed because she never said anything negative about the women that she was referencing t- up to. She just said that she prefers another lifestyle. And why do we have to be on the defensive when someone says they like a particular thing? Purity, Rachel. Yeah, it just doesn't make any sense to me, Golden, because she never said anything bad about the other lady's lifestyle. She just said that, hey, that's not what I prefer. Um, And so I think it's interesting that we should be looking at why women are offended about traditional women um, and what that kind of.
1: I know the answer to that. The inferiority complex. That's a very key word here. The inferiority complex. Because again, you know, Black women, we've been taught to struggle. We've been taught that we can't have luxury. We can't have access to it. That only non-Black women can have access to living the luxury life. So when a Black woman who deep down wishes to have that, sees another Black woman have it, it makes her angry. Instead of her to say, you know what, I want to know how you did that. Let me tap into your frequency. They start throwing jabs. They start attacking. It really all comes to that inferiority complex because you know, I even saw this happening. I'm not sure how many of you saw the situation. It came out um on the blog just last month about rick ross one of his um the mothers of his children or the mother of his child was awarded eleven thousand dollars a month i believe she has more than two children right and the host was saying that honestly she believes that the mother of his child should get more than that i totally agreed because of how much it costs for child care and maintenance The amount of black women that attacked the host for saying that, and they were sitting down doing videos saying, so she got $11,000 and you think she should get more? Sounds like a gold digger to me that she's getting $11,000 for three kids. There were videos from black women saying, this is a gold digger. She sounds like a gold digger for getting $11,000 for her three children, right? And then one particular woman who has her kids, she even had one of her kids crying in the background, um, making noise, was like, listen, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm handling this. I've got this amount of kids and I'm covering this by myself. So that seems ridiculous and entitled to get $11,000. And what I realized was happening is the black women that were commenting were projecting their struggles, which they have normalized. Onto the mother of Rick Ross's child, none of them held him accountable for his inadequacies. None of that, but they were coming for her because she was receiving that amount of money a month. It's the inferiority complex. The inferiority context of how dare you have access to this money? How dare you have the luxury life? How dare you live a comfortable life and be the kept woman, having your husband pay your bills, living the rich life and your kids are good? How dare you? Whereas I'm struggling by myself being the breadwinner and it's normal for me. So who are you to have better? That's what it is.
2: I agree. It's like this trope that you have to be this strong black woman. Woman, you have to struggle. I even seen a post on Facebook Black woman, young girl, pregnant. I work three, four jobs. You know, my man probably doesn't do anything. I forgot what she said about the guy, but I know. No, actually, the guy posted this that his woman is a real one, how she's eight months pregnant, still working three jobs. And people are under the comments and they're like praising her. And I'm thinking to myself, are you kidding me? And I feel like we're disgusting. so used to, yeah, it is disgusting. I feel like we're so used to accepting the bare minimum that it's just absolutely <laughs> crazy. I was even having a talk with a woman, a black woman yesterday. And she says, oh, well, he texts me every day, so he's a good guy. And I'm thinking to myself, and she's older, like way older than I am. And I'm thinking to myself, texting? I don't care about your damn text. Like, I'm sorry. Like, texting is literally the bare Minimum. What are you doing for me? How are you making my life better?
4: Yeah, I just also wanted to say that <sighs> misery loves company. And that is why a lot of women want this to be normalized. So they can uh, look to their left and look to their right and say, hey, let's trauma bond over the shitty decisions that we made and the shitty choices in men that we made so that I'm sorry for cussing Haley I just I just had to say it um, so that we can all trauma bond and have that um, degeneracy in common because this is what this is is degeneracy normalizing degenerate behavior because having a life with no structure, no morals, no values, um, is degeneracy to me, okay? Um, And I understand that people change, um, situations can happen, but you know what doesn't change? The fact that you have control over your body, the fact that you have control over your womb. We all know how babies are made, we all know that even with protection, that's why even on condom boxes, they give you a 99.999% effect, efficacy rate because nothing is ever 100%, right? And so knowing that, knowing all of this, and you still decided to let a man that hasn't doesn't have a pot to pee in, um, doesn't have um, a job, doesn't have any goals... Doesn't have any future. um, Basically uh, unload in you and get you pregnant. I'm sorry, sis, but um, you should have really sat down and thought about who you were giving yourself away to. Men lie. Women lie. I get it. But you know what doesn't lie? Your core values. Um, and that's one of the reasons why I'm a big advocate for Black women protecting their wombs, because even if it becomes that you made a, a poor choice in 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 a partner and in a man, it's very much it's much much easier. To walk away from someone that you don't have children or a child with than it is to walk away from them when you now have to share DNA for the rest of your natural born life. So for me personally, that is where the defense comes in. That is where the bitterness comes in because... Um, women are actually making better choices and decisions are protecting their rooms and choosing better, but you didn't do the same. So now you want what you did to be normalized so you can feel better about the, the, the bad decisions that you make. I'm sorry. That's just not going to happen. You're going to have to eat that. You're going to have to wear that L very proudly with your whole chest and understand that, hey, that's that's on me. I'm not going to go ahead and project that on other women, which is why I only support like minded black women, anyone outside of that like mindedness. You do not get my support. We have nothing in common. Uh, you know, you do you. I do me. And that's just kind of how it, it goes down. And on one of my last points that I want to make right now is that I was actually in another room um, a few days ago in Clubhouse. And we were just, you know, talking about um, issues in the community and things of that nature. And, of course, respectability politics comes in. I'm a staunch believer in respectability politics. It's not a white thing because they always like to slap on the white label. When I'm just like, I'm sorry, do you guys not know your history? Do you not know that we taught this race how to actually bathe? Okay, so... You know, I just really feel like a lot of black people don't understand or know their history or where they come from. Because if you did, you would understand that certain things that you're trying to label white, we've already, we were already doing for centuries on the continent. That's number one. And number two, there was also someone talking about the fact that luxury is, is, is horrible. Because if you want to have your luxury, someone has to, to suffer. Okay, if you if you if you wear ready to make clothes, if you use toilet paper, if you do any of that stuff, just know that you are contributing to capitalism already, right? Because a lot of these big companies have sweatshops and places, unfortunately, where people are not treated the best. But that is how the world works. It's about capitalism and there will always be somebody at the bottom. And, and I, and I thought that it was so disingenuous because they don't understand the whole reason that the black women in luxury movement came about is because of the fact that we were denied that actual right. We were denied the right to have nice things to live in abundance and to live um, you know a, a life that is carefree where black women are allowed to let down their hair so I told I'm like that's very disingenuous of you to say that we black women need to stop uh, luxury because someone is suffering I'm sorry um, do you know that the phone that you're using okay um, it, it, the, the minerals in there come from Congo and there are child miners so if you own a smartphone and you're on one of these stages and you're on one of these apps. Don't you dare be a hypocrite and tell me anything because that smartphone that you're using, a child mine, minor is actually being um, used and abused in the con- on the continent in the Democratic Republic of Congo every time one of these are made. So, let's not go there. And 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 I feel like that's one of the issues that I have is really the hypocrisy of some of these women who are very um you know um I, I, who are who are very radical feminists and want to go ahead and And burn down everything burn down patriarchy i'm like um it's really funny you say that when this is a system that you are heavily dependent on no one in this nation is sovereign so you're not going to sit here and talk about burning down anything when you're dependent on the system it's up to you to infiltrate the system and see how you can make things better but you're not going to burn down something that we all are dependent on and i'll
2: I completely agree with you, go then. And what are we going to replace patriarchy with? What is the plan? Do you know how to keep your lights on? Okay, <laughs> like, come well, on. Exactly. I, I just, do you have, do you have
4: uh, access to w- your own water plants? Do you have access to your own electricity? Do you know how to build a house from scratch? Come on.
2: Yeah, we're just completely delusional. And I do want to speak to something that you said about how sometimes men change. I I do agree with that statement, but I do think a lot of times, sometimes you saw the signs. You just wanted to ignore it.
1: Example. That's 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 something that's a key thing. The red flags being Mm -hmm. ignored at the beginning. And again, there are women. And I've done this before, so I'm speaking as someone who's been guilty. Not saying I'm perfect. We've done it. We all done it, where we felt we could love the red flags out of somebody when you actually cannot love the red flags out of somebody, and it's those same red flags you ignore at the beginning
0: that ends up being the same reason why you leave. Yeah.
2: So when you look at, um, I think her name is Danny Lee. Oh
0: my! And she's like
2: going off. (laughs) She's like, she's like going off, right? Uh, this may sound hateful, but I honestly do not feel sorry for her. And let me tell you why I don't feel sorry for her. First of all, this guy has four what, four or five baby mothers. Why are we learning our lessons? Like a lot of things that you don't, you don't have to actually experience. You can look at other people and look at how they're treating other people and say, oh, no, you know what? This is how they're going to eventually start treating me. You know, but instead to me, she ignored the red flags, she got on there and started singing a yellow bonus what do you want? <laughs> you know, and she much. got That's exactly crazy. what she deserved. Exactly, Haley. I just
4: want to add something real quick, just so I don't forget it with what you said. The underlying issue with this whole Dan Lee situation is she's not a black woman. And a lot of black women who get with these high-earning dusties, because that's a high-earning dusty, you can still have a lot of zeros in your bank account and you're a dusty, um, is the fact that they think that because they are not Black women, they are the exception to the treatment that a lot of Black women get. Part of the reason why she made that very colorist song, I mean, Yellow Bone is what he wants. She's basically saying that he doesn't want no dark-skinned chick, right? He wants this, right? But as we can see, he doesn't want that either, right? So that is the underlying um, message. And if I'm not mistaken, I think she is uh, Dominican. And in the States, uh, a lot of the Dominican chicks are very notorious for that because unfortunately, Black men are colorist men. and we we all know that that's 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 not a <laughs> that's not a, a you know a, a new news um, but it was also because they do have a culture where because they are the preference of a lot of black men, they think that they will also get preferential treatment when in fact it's not how that works if the man has zero integrity and doesn't have a strong um, moral compass and good character. And so what happens is they um, go into this situation think, thinking that they are the special one. They're the ones he's not going to do uh, what he does to all the other women. And then he ends up doing it. That's that's how I think a lot of these women who decide to become, um, you know, like um, the fourth baby mama aka uh, Summer Walker and her whole album and 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 you know, talking about her frustrations with her baby daddy, but sis, people tried to warn you, um but you know, you thought she was special, and it turns out honey, you were not um and, and that's just kind of the reality check that a lot of these women get because me. I'm not going to uh, put myself in a position where I think that I'm the exception. I think that he's not going to do that to me because the proof is in the pudding. And that's one of the reasons why when you go to apply for another job, they do check your references. They look at your history because they say that, hey, if this is a pattern, chances are you're going to be that way at this job. So I just wanted to kind of add that
0: piece because a lot of time, we have to kind of understand the racial undertones when these men deal with I totally agree um there's a there's a
1: name that they tend to be called I've been seeing this name being used a lot is it preferences that's what the Mm -hmm. Americans call it yeah um preferences and I found that hilarious that's like preferences but it is true it's 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 the whole preferences but you know, now the preferences as as they call them are now coming out and saying, Oh, we got the same one that black women have been complaining about. So for so long, you know, um these women were saying stuff like, Well, if black women weren't so angry, you know, this wouldn't happen to them. I remember Sin from Love and Hip Hop New York, very stunning Latina, gorgeous woman, did come out in an interview and say how um Black men are more catered black men cater to Latina women, but yet she got the same one okay that t- um, Joe Biden's exes were complaining about. She got the same Joe Biden, right? But she's the one who came openly and said, Oh, black men cater to Latina women, but she's now a single mother, you know. Whereas we've seen it happen continuously. April, um, I forgot her name, Omarion's oh, the mother of and um, child. Um April, I think once on the live, she came out and made a comment and said, Maybe it's because you're too angry, or maybe because your personality need, needs to be this. But then later on on a um Love and Hip Hop Retreat um episode, she was she did a big rant at black men saying, We're tired of all you guys, black men, I'm tired. And I'm like, ain't, ain't this the same woman? You understand? But she ended up in the same situation. So I, I've been seeing this happen a lot recently, and we we saw that with the Danny Lay situation, and it's like, okay. <laughs> it, it's become a pattern. And the baby mama culture, um, I think, which this boils down to as well, has been so glorified. That's why um, the whole traditional woman and um, the, the woman coming and saying she wanted that life was attacked so easily because in our community, baby mama culture has been so normalized and glorified that being married
0: with children and living as a, you know, kept traditional woman is totally Yeah, no, you know what? I think it's really interesting how we've
3: normalized certain types of lifestyles, but yet we want to demonize others. And I think that the important thing that I want us to kind of take away from even today's discussion in general is that I've learned, um, you know, I'm admin for quite a few groups on Facebook and sometimes some of the posts that come through the field, um, that come through the, 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 uh, the thread and the queue. Um, there's a lot of times where women are attacking other women for their lifestyle choices. And then we just end up perpetuating the same cycle over and over again. And what I really want us to do as a community is to understand that another woman's choices does not affect you. That it's okay. If that woman prefers to be the fearful, 20th baby mama I'm gonna let her live her life I'm gonna let her defend him till the cows come home but I'm also going to take a stand for what I believe and if she asks me for advice I'm gonna give her my honest opinion you know and just let her know hey just look at his track record is he showing you anything that means he's changing because I believe people can change but they need to show you you need need to have some sort of proof of their change of their um, evolution of their growth Because I do know men who've had, you know, different types of past. And of course, myself, I'm no angel. I have done several things that are not amazing. However, when you have proven track record of growth and improvement, then of course, then you can allow people to show like what kind of woman you are today. And I just would love for us to just embrace all women. And for women who decide to be traditional, not have to constantly defend their be constantly defend their choices, constantly have to give a reason as to why we want a particular thing. And it's just so interesting to me that I'll get DMs or people will, will comment on posts or they'll reply to my story and just be like, oh, don't I think that those type of men will be abusive or don't I think this? And I'm like, no, I don't think that. Because whatever you focus on is what expands in your life. And you can, if you continue to say that these type of men do this or this is this and blah, 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 then that's what you're going to see. And so I think traditional women, we just have to learn not to defend ourselves constantly. Like I don't really defend myself anymore. I will answer questions, but I don't need to defend myself because the proof is in the pudding. If people tell me it's impossible or you can't do this, I'm like, well, actually you can and so, the more that we kind of just like be comfortable in our own skin, and just decide, hey, if those women don't want that lifestyle, that's better for us because it means we get more choices. Um, and that's kind of the way I'm looking at it at the moment.
2: I completely agree, and I love everything that you just said, Rachel. Someone has to take out the trash, and it won't be me. So I agree. <laughs> I agree with that a hundred percent. What are the myths that you feel that black traditional women face i feel like one of the myths is that we're only looking for money right i I just think that's that's totally a myth um we're looking for character too you know your personality
0: matters how you're going to be a father matters so what are your thoughts on that that does that does bring me back to the point of um
1: You know, so all of a sudden now, yes, we're saying that financial standards is important um, because in terms of providing financially, we need to know that we're secure. We have a roof over our head and food is being given to our kids and stuff like that. That's absolutely normal. And somehow, again, I mean, the policing of standards towards us is, oh, you're all a gold diggers. You only think about the money. We don't we want character. Character is super important. Emotional intelligence is highly important because there are men there who use their money as a weapon to control the women that they're providing for. So that is a real situation. I've, I've had women speak to me and say that the reason why they're afraid to be with a provider and they prefer to be to use the 50-50 lifestyle as a security for them is because they grew up seeing their father use the money he was providing as a weapon to, you know, financially abuse the woman he was married to and he wasn't there for the children. He felt like, oh, because he's paying the bills, he doesn't need to be there for the kids. He's paying the bills. The wife can just do everything by herself, you know, or he used it even for, I've heard stories of men using it for sexual um, bribes and stuff like that. I've heard stories like this, you know. So I understand when women are very defensive when it comes to that. But at the same time, I've had to let them know that toxic masculinity and a a provider man are different, you know. So I understand their reservations in that end. But providing I think what people are mistaking uh, the providing um, term for is all financial and providing is not just financial he needs to be able to provide yes the money for the bills and everything but he needs to provide leadership he needs to provide security he needs to provide comfort he needs to provide emotional intelligence like I said earlier there are men with no emotional intelligence and they use the money as their weapon and it causes problems we absolutely want character But of course, the reason why financial is important, again, is because women are having to step up. Black women are having to step up now and be breadwinners and they end up being burnt out, end up having loads of mental health struggles. And we shouldn't have to be dealing with that as women.
3: Yeah, you know what? I, I love um, what you just said, Veritas. And also, um, Haley. in answer to your question um, around like, what are we looking for? Well, for me, um, I believe in four areas that um, the kind of man that I would like to be married to and also the, the men that I date as well. Um, so provider is just one of those things. And just like Veritas said, it's not just providing financially, but um, for me, provider means can he and is he willing to provide? Because not all men who are wealthy or who are able to provide um, are willing to do so. So there is a difference because there are men who are making enough money to provide for their household, but do prefer to live in a 50-50 household. So there are, you know, there's a difference. It's not just about the work. It's also about their their feelings around generosity and provision in general. And then the other three areas for me, um, but of course, my views are a little bit different to some because I always come from a biblical standpoint. I know everybody isn't in that kind of, you know, avenue, but these are the Kind of the qualities that I kind of look for. Um one of the things that I'm also looking for is for someone whose vision I can follow. So um, do I know your goals for our family, for our children? Um, where do you see yourself in a few years? Where do you see us in a few years? Do you have a vision? Is it clear and can I follow it? Because submission is important to me. And so I want to be able to submit to a man whose vision I can follow because then it's a lot easier. We won't have as much um, conflicts when I can see your vision and then I'm able to um, follow that vision. Um, then I can submit to you and then we're going to have, you know, we probably won't argue. Um, it's so funny that since I've been much more serious about this lifestyle and what I want to do in my life, I can't remember the last time I had an argument. Like I literally can't remember the last time I had an argument because I, I choose men who. I find it easy to follow. I choose men that I find it easier to um, be with and just kind of be a great woman around. The other two areas for me that are important are him being the priest of our household. So that's someone I can follow spiritually, who can lead me spiritually, who knows how to pray, um, knows the Bible, that type of thing. As I said, specifically for me, um, faith is important. So that's why I've added that. And the last area for me is someone who is able to be a protector. So do I feel safe around him? Are my dreams safe with him? Is my past safe with him? Is my sexuality and my thoughts and the way that I feel, the way that I think, are those things safe with him? Because not all men are are safe places for us. Um, and so those are the areas that I'm looking for. And obviously, being a provider is a part of that, but it's not the only thing that I'm looking for. Um, and I'm sure that all of us in this room and in this podcast today will say the same thing that it's not just provision, but it's a part of who they are as a man.
4: Yeah that is excellent. Um thank you ladies for sharing. I think you've covered pretty much um everything as well. I definitely um tend to also like a man that has um a spiritual belief um as well. Um cuz <clears throat> um, I have done uh you know I I've tried to 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 do the the person that is atheist in, and just believes in nothing and, and it's not something that I can do. I did that in my early 20s, and, and I was like, nope, 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 and nope. Um, you know, I think you covered pretty much all the areas, but one thing I just kind of wanted to touch on was the submission piece. Um, and, you know, uh, as, in terms of the submission piece, we know that that is a biblical concept, right? Um However, I feel like we always tend to concentrate, even both men and women do this that We tend to concentrate on women submitting, but the whole verse says we submit to each other, so one thing that I look for is a man who's willing to submit to me. A man who is willing to compromise is huge in my book because that 's going to show when we are in fact together and we are in in a household and we 're sharing a household that my um thoughts my opinions um and my visions are going to be also taken into account and taken into consideration so i watch out for that prior to even getting into a relationship and it it could be as as you know as small as me picking the restaurant that we're going to go out to dinner for, or maybe me giving you a suggestion on the outfit uh, that you wore. Um, You know, little things like that. I can just kind of tell whether or not the man is, you know, uh, going to also be able to submit to me because we submit to each other. And I definitely also think that it's quite dangerous for women who think submission is just you being on autopilot as a woman, um, because unfortunately, we've seen how that has worked in the past. It hasn't, um, because unfortunately, not every man has integrity and good character. And that is kind of how a lot of women ended up in abusive situations because they submitted so much that they were on autopilot and were not in tune with, um, you know, what was uh, really happening um, in their household. And currently, I actually do have a girlfriend of mine, who is going through some marital uh, troubles and marital issues. And and she was one of those women, um, where she did have a provider man, that is something that they had already decided when they spoke, they said, you know what, you can stay home, you can handle the kids. I'll handle the bills and things like that. He was also trying to start his own um business, his own employment agency, which he's done and um the the you know the the goal was. After he does that, you know, um, and if the business is up and running, then he's going to be more involved with the children and all of that kind of stuff. So she was giving him a pass because, you know, um, it's hard to get your own business off of the ground. Right. And at one point as well, um, she was assisting him with the finances um, when he went back to school to to become a nurse as well. Um, you know, uh, and so once he graduated and everything, she went back to her um, you know, housewife duties and everything like that. But I believe that you can always learn from your friends' mistakes. And I'm actually grateful that she shared this with me. And she did. So, so, so what I noticed is the fact that she really was on autopilot. Um, You know, um, and I understand her because you're supposed to trust your husband. Um, You know, they've been married for 10 years, been together 12. um, And, you know, I just feel like um, she wasn't really paying, um, attention. You know, she, she was she was, I guess, too busy with, you know, handling the household and things of that nature. And it just kind of showed me that you always have to be uh, a woman who is, um, Uh, spiritually and mentally sound so that you can pick up on certain things that change so that you can kind of make sure that you understand what is going on in your household, you know, because now they're in a situation where they're contemplating divorce because, you know, uh, there are some things that happened um, financially that she wasn't aware of and things of that nature because, you know, she just kind of checked out of, of all of that. And um, I think that it's really important for women to, um, when you're in that type of um, dynamic in household, just because you may not be punching anybody's clock, it doesn't mean that you're not aware of, Uh, what bills are coming in and out. Um, What is coming in and out of the account? Like, even if it's not your money that you guys are using um, and it's your husband's, you still need to be very much aware of what is going on in your household. And that is one of the biggest lessons that I have learned. Um, I only have two single girlfriends. All of my other girlfriends are married with children. Um, So I'm just really glad that um, I I get... a glimpse of, of you know certain mistakes that um, some women do uh, do when they are traditional women and there are there are stay at home women
0: um, that you can kind of avoid. So I just kind of wanted to share. That. Yes, absolutely. I think Golden and what you just shared was really, really powerful. I definitely do agree with you.
3: I think that, um, even, you know, even though I am like, I veer on the, the more, more towards the far left of the traditional side of things, I do notice that the men that I date, like, I will make like a small suggestion, um, like you said, like around like, be like oh that was so good or whatever it was or be, or they asked me hey do you know like where you'd like to eat and I'm like well I love like for me I love soul food so I will be I will always pick a soul food restaurant if I'm in the US I always pick a soul food restaurant above everything else and I'll be like oh we should go to Mama J's for dinner um is that okay? And then you know, usually they will respond and be like, "Oh yeah, that you know, we can do that." So yeah, I agree with you around the mutual submission in certain things, um and also a man who isn't just like bullheaded, who isn't only like everything is me, 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 me. But I believe in the right kind of relationship, and even in the biblical model of marriage, it does say about uh, uh, just like Christ laid down His life for the church. So then, when we even look at that, we can see that there is an element of Wow I'm doing this so that she can have a better life and in and doing that I'm able to listen to what she says and and kind of like get her opinion on different things um um, and then I can make a decision after that. And we all know, like, good men, they will ask you anyway. They will never ever, like, th- they want to buy a new house or they want to move, like, whatever. They might say to you, Hey, what do you feel about moving to, um, moving to Kentucky? You know, I want to go there because blah, blah, blah. And then, of course, they will listen to us, but I'll admit, ultimately, they will make the main choices so i think that sometimes when we talk about this people automatically go to like the abusive side but (laughs) good men are not going to be like that and the more that we kind of have these kind of discussions and i just love how you express that because the more we have these discussions is the more women can know that it doesn't have to be the the furthest extremes of what we're talking about you can find a happy medium and there is a man who will match you on certain things um, and that we could absolutely be happy and loved in a
2: I completely agree with you, Rachel. And I think when we start to speak negative, like negativity into certain things, I feel like we forget that we get to choose the men who we decide to marry. We get to choose. So if he starts acting crazy, starts not being a provider, you know, we don't have to choose him anymore. And that's OK. We can walk away like our legs didn't get cut off. <laughs> so I just wanted to add that. And then also um, from the Bible standpoint, there's a verse that talks about being a help me. And I find that a lot of black women are very confused when it comes to this. They think that helpmate means slave. Exactly, And I am so disgusted when I hear some of the women talk about this. Yeah, like it was like Behind it. that
1: though, sis, um, I, this is where I have to step in and defend because yeah, it's, it's, it's really annoying now. Maybe it's because I used to be on that side. <laughs> so as someone who was on that side, where when I heard the word submit, I'll literally cringe or Um, When I hear the word helpmate, I immediately thought slave. We have to hold toxic masculinity accountable for that because, again, women being looked like we are less than what we are. Women should be seen and not heard. You shouldn't speak until I tell you to speak. Right. So that whole word submit is not a negative word, but it was it was abused. The word submit was abused by toxic masculinity, right? So they use the word, the toxic masculinity, I say the toxic masculine patriarchs, I call them, misogynists. They use that, oh, well, you have to submit to me. So therefore, you don't speak until I tell you to speak. Therefore, I can raise my hands at you. Therefore, you are less than me. So unfortunately, that programming or that statement, the, the way they've abused that word and that term entirely has program women to believe that as soon as the word submit comes up, I'm a slave. I'm less than. I'm meant to be seen. I'm not heard. I'm not meant to have a voice. And that's how I used to feel because I grew up seeing that. I grew up in an African tradition, especially on that side of my family. My goodness, the men were highly toxic. Women should not talk. If men are speaking, don't talk. If men are in a room, a woman shouldn't open the drink until the man opens the drink first. This is what I grew up seeing. So because of that kind of toxic negativity towards women, as soon as I heard the word submit and head of home, because, again, biblical verses were being abused a lot in the church, you know, um, i grew up in church i grew up in ministry so you know in the churches i attended which were very like african traditional churches what they were doing is they were mixing toxic masculinity into scripture so you will see them preaching at the women never scriptures about men you need to love your wives like your wives love the church they never preached that part they always focused on women you must submit women you must do this women you must be quiet in the church women you must submit you must dress like this Women, everything was what the woman should be and not be so i end up being resentful of this and anytime i heard the word submit and respect and leadership with men i looked at it in a slavery light oh you're telling me to be a slave or you're telling me to let him lead me and run my life that's how i used to think until i now began to realize that's not what the bible said the bible was being misused in the these churches I was attending and in the tradition, traditionalism was really, um, I'll say African traditionalism was being injected into, into doctrine and because of that I was programmed to see it the way that a lot of women are seeing it today, but I know that was not God's plan, the biblical way. God did not want me to be a slave. God honors the woman in scripture. God honored me by making me a helpmate and a comforter. It's not a negative thing. I had to deprogram the wrongful programming and understand it the real biblical way. So that's, I'll say, that's why they think that way because we. They, I grew up seeing a lot of this and I used to think that way until I really stepped out of those environments and really studied the Holy Spirit for who he really is, began to understand God for who he really is and his purpose for women and realized it was nothing to do with him. It's just a group of individuals and of course, toxic masculinity and even toxic women who were, trying to program me to worship men you know that (laughs) worship in the wrong way of course that made me feel the wrong way but now I've awakened we thank God (laughs) and I'm now tapping into the full spiritual and biblical way of things because that's the way it's supposed to be and God didn't intend it for women to suffer that's a lie but yes (laughs) that's my
2: (laughs) So I, I do think that submission is such a beautiful thing, but what I find is when some um, black women use that term, it's their way to struggle. I heard this black woman say, you know, hey, she's pay- she paid for her husband to do all these different things, and no, I don't. Maybe it's a long term boy- boyfriend. I don't know, right? And she's struggling, but yet she's paying for him. And then the man was trying to tell her, like, look, you're making a mistake. Like, what are you doing? And she kept going back to that verse. I am his helpmate. Right. So I I do think that we are kind of misusing that. You know, I think submission is beautiful and you are supposed to submit to a worthy, you know, man. You just don't pick any old leader and just say, oh, I'm going to submit to this man on the street who cannot provide and protect. And with that woman, I found her extremely delusional extremely delusional. So I just
3: want to add. Oh, that's so good, um, Hayley. I think that's really important because oftentimes in this conversation, people say, oh, but what about this? But what about that? Again, it goes back to what we've said over and over again, that we get to choose as well. And that it's not necessarily, it's not always about, you know, people just put the, the responsibility on men to choose a wife, etc. But we also get to choose back, we get to say yes or no, or move along. And I think that when we understand that, it should never be at the result of self sacrifice, it should never be at the sacrifice of your identity, at the sacrifice of your, your beauty, your dreams and your goals. However, you are ultimately get to make a choice. And it's not at the it shouldn't be at your detriment, it should be two should be better than one. It shouldn't be worse. When I get married, my life shouldn't be worse. My life should be better than the life I had before. And I think that when we keep that in mind, and if we all take personal responsibility for our own actions and our own choices, then things will move a lot better in the future things will lo- move in a lot better more harmony and we'll just in general have a better life because i don't believe that when you get married it means that your life needs to be worse or that your life should be now kind of slavery mentality my life should be better exactly. when
1: i'm married um, exactly. And- exactly it should be upgraded what do you mean upgrade upgraded you know?
4: And I'm glad that you actually mentioned that, Rachel, because I think that's also part of the reason why I have chosen to remain single. Because I think, you know, we're not bad looking women from, you know, these beautiful PTRs that I can see. I'm pretty sure if you wanted to marry tomorrow, uh, any of you really, you, you probably could. Right. Um, the, the, the issue is marrying the right person who has the right character, integrity, and characteristics, and is a provider and a protector as well, who has dealt with any of their traumas that they've had, who is of sound mind and body, who, um, you know, has done the work. Right. And that's much harder to come by. But I just wanted to also say that. That's honestly one of the biggest things that I look for is the fact that I want my life to be much easier than it actually is right now. And I have not met a man that would be able to actually ease my life. And actually upgrade the life that I want to, to live. So what I have decided is I am choosing to remain as such currently right now, unmarried with no children and at peace because, you know, in my apartment, I can, I can wake up at, when I want on my weekends. Um, I can do what I want. If I want to take, take a trip, you know, like I'm, I'm doing next week, I can just pack up and go. I have have a lot of freedom right now. Um, and I have a lot of peace and peace of mind. I'm not I'm not stressed out, you know, apart from, you know, uh, you know, work here and there as as the normal, you know, the normal stressors. I'm actually very at peace with myself and I'm just not willing to receive any man that is not going to give me that same type of peace and tranquility and, 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 um, peace of mind. That is something that is not bought in stores. It's something that you, that you cannot, you either have it or you don't. And so for me, I feel like women definitely should consider remaining single until, they do meet somebody who is going to give them, um, as equal, if not way better, um, circumstances that they already, um, uh, haven't already have obtained. And I think that on the outside looking in, people demonize that. They're like, well, just know you're going to be a cat lady. You'll be single forever. And I'm just like, first of all, who says I don't like cats? Number one. Um, number two, Um, Why is that looking very bleak? Because if that means that I get to be at peace for the rest of my life, I will take it. I'm just not about to have somebody's dusty ass son. Um, you know, come stress me out and make me lose all my edges. I'm not doing that. I'm just not. So, you know, I rather this than um than than be on the struggle. If 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 the the only two choices that they're giving black women is you either struggle or you stay single, then baby, I will stay single if I have to for the rest of my life. I do not even care. But as as my, but as we know, we know that those men are those good men are out there. Those men do exist, unfortunately, because the culture is so toxic. Um, sometimes it does hide the decent people. But I believe in my heart that that person is out there. And I am willing to to uh, wait as long as it takes for him to find me i'm absolutely okay with that and i really wish more black women were would be okay with that because what a lot of black women experience is the fear-mongering and what they happen to do is they will then um, just um, go with the next man that is able to impregnate them because they're worried about their ticking clock their ticking biological clock they they are mongered into seven And I will never let anybody do that to me. The worst thing that you can do is make life altering decisions on the opinions of others that are not going to be.
1: I absolutely love that Golden and I was speaking about, And I love how you said that because I was even speaking on this in uh, a live I did a spontaneous live yesterday while I was actually out with my girl having a date night you know what I mean and I was like something in my heart was like go live and talk about what sorry spirit sorry God let me say holy spirit told me, go live quickly and talk about the power of standards and not allowing situations make you compromise them and that's the key one we're seeing here like remember i said at the very beginning of this this amazing talk the policing of black women now now that we're saying we're having standards we have financial standards we're not going to date down because again we're the ones having the children so when we make those decisions of who impregnates us it can affect us for the rest of our life and our children and our generation Right. that, And we're being told, well, if you want this, you have to be that. You have to be perfect and all of that. And I was saying to the young people on my life and I'm saying it here is that do not allow anyone make you question your standards. If someone tries to downplay you or make you police you to lower your standards or if you're too much for someone, tell them to go find less. Because what you're not going to do is compromise your position, compromise your self-respect. Right. After all, I'm protecting my womb. I'm thinking about my next generation. I'm thinking about what mark am I going to leave on this earth for my generation to say about me long after my time here, because it starts with me. I'm the womb carrier. Right. So when people start to use, I I tend again, oh, women who are 30 and older shouldn't have standards because, you know, they're going to be 50 with no kids. And all of that is a gaslighting technique. And gaslighting is a form of abuse. A gaslighting technique used against women with standards to make us go and make that mistake. Never allow anyone make you compromise your standards. Stand strong on it because when you stand strong on it, you attract more self-respect. And of course, I'm a believer in Christ. I'm a believer in God. So I know that I don't have to worry about these things because God will provide it to me, right? So some, what I know that God will provide to me, someone cannot tell me it's not gonna happen and make me compromise my standards as a result. Stand strong on your standards and stand strong on your self-respect, regardless of what they say with the body. And who you choose is so
2: very important like, ladies, we're so powerful, like, oh, my gosh, when you are pregnant, I'm going to grant this man immortality within my womb, right? So when I am pregnant, I'm not only carrying my children, but I'm carrying my children's children, right? So I feel like we have to make good choices, right? We cannot just pick, you know, these bums, oh, he looks good, let me lay down with him, you know, and just decide, oh, you know, he has a well, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> I already know what was that. <laughs> but I do want to speak on the whole toxic masculinity thing. I, I do feel like we kind of overuse that because I, I feel like if we attack masculinity, we also are attacking femininity. Right. And we're going to make I feel like we're making the men so freaking feminine now because they're, we think that everything is toxic. Every freaking thing is a toxic. Competing, toxic. This, toxic, right? And I think that we have to stop that. And to me, some of the women—it's like mainly women saying all this, right? Why don't we ever talk about toxic femininity? Do you know how oh, toxic women are? I talk what? about all the time. <laughs> I talk. <laughs> yeah, women are so freaking like—not all women, right? And of course, not the women that are in our you know circle, right? But. A lot of women are so toxic, you know, and I think that we have to stop deeming men as to be bad or um, everything is toxic because what we're doing, we're screwing up the next generation. Right. And they're going to become feminine men and we need strong men in order to survive. So I think that we have to stop it like immediately.
1: I do agree to an extent but I do agree that um I agree to an extent but I will say that these things do exist toxic masculinity is real you know obviously I'm I'm saying it as a person who grew up seeing a lot of it and toxic femininity is also real because we're seeing a lot of that in social media so yes there's both it's not just toxic masculinity alone but it does exist it is there it is an issue and it does contribute it has contributed to a lot of wrongful ways of thinking. Same with the toxic femininity side, um, it has contributed highly to wrongful thinking of young women who are thinking a certain way as well when it comes to becoming a woman, when it comes to becoming the purpose for women. So yeah, it does work both ways, but it's really there.
2: Yeah, and, and I also feel like for Black women, we have to stop attaching ourselves to these, um, this is just my personal opinion, The feminist movement and all this other stuff, like to me, mm -mm, that's gonna set you up for failure, sis. It is. It's gonna set you up for failure. When you listen to these women talk, right? First of all, a lot of them are married, right? But they tell you it's okay to be alone, it's okay to be a single mother, it's okay to do everything by yourself, and that makes you strong, right? But yet they're married, right? So I'm a little bit confused by that. And then sometimes, too, they're telling you, "Oh, um, go 50- 50 that is somehow empowering, right?" And that, and then they say, "Hey, you have a choice, but when I tell you that my choice is to be a traditional mom, you then have a problem with that. So I really don't have a choice. I have to agree with your one way of thinking, and anything outside of that is considered. You're supporting um the patriarchy, which I do support the patriarchy. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I am a proud supporter of the patriarchy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I won't say I'm a full supporter for many reasons, but I, um, what I would say is I do agree in terms of. Black women being careful to what feminist movement they're attached to. Um, me, I'm not totally against feminism, and I wouldn't, I can't do that because if I'm real, if without feminism, I wouldn't have had a right to vote. Without feminism, I wouldn't have had a right to work. Without feminism, I wouldn't have had a right to be a leader as a woman. Without feminism, there's a lot of things I would not have had access to as a woman. So I wouldn't, de- I, ca- I can't personally demonize feminism as a whole, but I can demonize. Radical feminism, which is very toxic at that, because with every movement there 's always an extreme group with every movement there 's yeah. always an extreme group, every movement, even in religion, even in religion there 's extremists, every movement there's extremists, right so i can 't demonize a whole movement because of the extremists so with feminism did me a favor, but the radical toxic feminism is the one that I agree you can 't attach yourself to because I have been seeing, and one of my coaches as well has mentioned it as well that she um is in some of these feminist groups and they're talking about feminism and it's okay. But yet, uh, if you look in a group, they're non-black and number one, they're non-black women. And number two, they're married. Mm -hmm. Which is why I do agree,
4: which is why I do agree with Haley though, about the fact that we have to be careful because white feminism for black women does not translate. Yes. We do not get the pot of gold at the end of rain at the end of the rainbow that white women get. We don't have the same men. The, the, the their men actually have co- conquered basically the entire planet. So they their positioning is completely different than our positioning and they have used us for their particular feminism. And unfortunately, as much as you can say, we got the right to vote. We got the right for this and that. Black men got the right uh, to vote first. Okay. Um, We, you know, all men pretty much did. Right. But white women still got the, the rights before we did. We were dead last. And so I think that it's very, very good that Haley's cautioning against it um, because it's it does not translate feminism the same way for Black women as it does Black uh, uh, white women. The other thing I was also going to add About Haley, I cannot go on board for 100 percent of patriarchy because I'm African and that patriarchy, especially on the continent, is very toxic. It is. It's it's debilitating. So I can't say I'm 100 percent. What I can say is. I'm for patriarchy making your life easier and I am for you using patriarchy to your advantage as a woman because it will provide you a level of protection and a level of provision. So I do agree that black women have to use their feminine wiles as well as their feminine intelligence in order to navigate patriarchy. For patriarchy to work for you, because as much as there are cons to patriarchy, there are a lot of positives that are included within the patriarchy that you can now exploit. So don't let the patriarchy only exploit you, exploit the patriarchy.
2: Right. exactly. And then also the reality is um, providing and protecting is patriarchy. Like, I, I want tra- women to understand that. So if, if you are a traditional woman, I don't understand why you will tear down, will want to tear down something that, that could benefit you, you know, the providing, the protecting, right? And it's like this, this idea that they sell to women. First of all, why do we need f- feminists in 2021, right? A lot of the arguments do not make sense. I'm just going to be honest with you, right? When we talk about, the wage gap, right? And how uh, women and men get paid differently. Let's talk about that, right? Men and women tend to go into different fields, right? It's this idea that we're all supposed to be equal. We're all supposed to be, it's it's BS. We're not equal, right? We tend to go into different fields, right? And men tend to negotiate their pay versus women don't do that, right? So I I do think that it's going to set a lot of women up for failure. I, I don't personally think that we need the feminist movement in 2021. I think it went from, um, you know, we want some rights. You know, the first wave was okay. And now the wave in 2021 is we are men and we want to be men. And and I feel like, why can't I just be a wonderful woman? You know, I we are made to be different right? And I need to be comfortable with being a woman, and that is okay. And I shouldn't have to work hard in in order to become a man or to become equal to a man to then be deemed as somehow uh, valuable. I I just don't get that.
1: I'll speak from someone who's in corporate. Um, Wage gap is the problem. And when it comes to feminism in 2021, it is needed when it's in the corporate world. Uh, Me in the legal industry that I'm in, it's very male-dominated. And if I know I've worked just as hard as my male counterpart in my field and I become a partner and we both become partners in that same firm and what I've seen happen is women have been discriminated against a lot in my field and a woman is expected to negotiate harder than the man because he's already more favored than she is and there is a lot of Intimidation. So, when a woman is at a certain level in the law, so in a corporate law firm or in corporate chambers, if a woman reaches a certain level, the men in there do get threatened, which they shouldn't because she's not threatening them. So, they try and make it harder for her. I've seen this actually happen. They try and make it harder for her to settling her role because there now becomes this power struggle and she's expected to negotiate more and she should not have to. If I've worked just as hard as you are and we're both at partner level, you're going to pay me correctly just like you're paying him correctly. I shouldn't have to go to a tribunal or take you to court or or complain to senior people about a wage gap when we've both put in the same amount of work. I do have an equal right to be paid the same amount as my male counterpart. If I've not even just worked just as hard as him, but even at times worked harder. But again, because there are male can- there are male counterparts in the corporate world who, when they see a woman rising up, it becomes a power struggle, and they want to make it harder for her. These things are real, and when it comes to situation like that, feminism is needed. <laughs> That's yeah, that. I agree. I that aspect. Um, I just want to say too, the reason
4: why it's still around, <laughs> Haley, is because a lot of these Fortune 500 owners, and their sons, and their lineage, and everyone that's involved, are still acting like this is 1945. So it's needed because the boys club is still there and because the boys club is still there they still think lesser of women and that's just the honest truth which is why a lot of women when even when they get hired uh for a work they some a lot of them have to lie about the fact that they're pregnant so that they don't lose their jobs. Those are the types of things that feminism does work on that I feel is necessary. And I personally feel like Haley, there is room for all of us to coexist. I believe every person has a specific role, even, you know, the pygnesias and all of them, as much as I cannot stand them they have their they have their own role to play as well because you know what they are the ones who take out the trash right haley so that we don't have to <laughs> so that's kind of how i look at it i am very against the the radical feminism, I do think that there needs to be things in place because um, having to basically castrate men and, 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 and stick the, their, their, their penises on you is not going to solve anything either. Okay, <laughs> um, because that's what I feel like the radicals want to do. And I'm hundred percent with you on that, but I do think feminism will always be needed because until all of the baby boomers and the and Generation X and all of them die and are dead in the ground, um, uh, you know, it might still not be uh, it might still be an issue. And and remember, mindsets and views are passed down from generation to generation. So even if those big dinosaurs die out. They still have their sons and they still have their daughters and they still have all those people. So I think that everything in the world makes it go round and everyone has their role. And I think that that's okay. I think that the women that you're talking about that will be set back, that is the life that they're going to choose. Us over here and women that are like-minded with us, we know better. I've actually come to the conclusion that You know what? There are some women that are put on this earth and are choosing to suffer. That's their beef. That's that's their beef. That's their issue. And I'm okay. I sleep very well at night knowing that because everybody has a role to play and everyone chooses what life that they want to lead. So if these women want to be feminists and set themselves up for failure, that's on them. We're going to find like minded black women. We're going to find like minded men and we're going to have our own little community and live in our
0: own little bubble. Because uh, let me tell you, that's what it's going to end up.
2: I agree with you. Um, But to a certain extent, I, I do feel like we should care how other black women operate. Right. Because I think that we are not looked at as individuals. We're unfortunately looked at as a whole. Right. So do I care that when I have a daughter that she's going to go on Instagram or TikTok? I mean, if those are still around (laughs) um, and and see lots of black women doing X, Y, Z, and she feels like, you know what? I look like her. Um, Is this how I'm supposed to operate? Right. Do I care that they're going to turn on the TV and see a bunch of black women struggling? oh, is this how somehow I'm, how I'm supposed to operate? I do believe that children follow like literally what you do most of the time, but that programming is it, still there. So I, I do feel like to a certain extent, I, I do care about how we operate. I, I do. Like, I, I think we should operate another way. And I think that if more of us carried ourselves a certain way, And we started shaming a little more, people will have to adjust, right? And then in return, it makes the whole community better. And I think that too, like the women, we have to start having, you know, those standards. We have to start loving ourselves, you know, before we even start dating, right? But I I do think that uh, a little bit of
0: shaming is okay. Just, Just a little. We can hear you. My mic went a bit blank. Okay, just make it short. Sure. <laughs> it went quiet.
2: So. No, I think everyone's speechless. <laughs> 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 I, what are your I'm thoughts? I'm actually on speechless? my way
4: out because remember, I have an appointment in 10 minutes.
2: Okay.
0: All right. Bye, Golden. <laughs> bye, everyone. It was lovely. I'm probably going to listen, but probably not going to. So, Rachel, what are your thoughts on what I just said? (laughs) (laughs)
2: Thank you, ladies. Um, Have a great day as well. You have a great day, Golden. Um, I
3: think uh, the conversation around feminism, I think that one of the things I've realized um, in terms of my own personal opinions around the idea and the concept is that feminism um, started and has been created because men and women were not doing what they should be doing. Men were you know, we live in a patriarchal society. That's just how it is. And because of that, certain men abuse their power and therefore a need for feminism arose. So I think the original intent of feminism was Mm -hmm. amazing. But I think where we're at now is kind of like misconstrued according to what it was originally designed to do. And so I also think it's very interesting that the certain women that are like caping for it the most and it has been mentioned today as well in this room about the idea that a lot of those women are non-black and are married and are benefiting from certain you know privileges so therefore we need to be super careful about those type of things even around um the for example even the leaders of say the blm movement um you know and other things like That that where people who are non-heterosexual, non-heterosexual, um and yeah. have certain yeah. other beliefs and things like that. They are leading the feminism movement because it benefits them. So you have to see what wh- you have to really kind of look at who's saying what and why they're saying it. So that's why I kind of veer towards the idea that feminism in its original intent was needed because men were abusing their power, etc. But in this day and age i'm not sure of all the benefits if if it's applicable and i think that women like us who have voices women like us who are able to use our platforms we are helping other women to see life differently so for example you know haley's helping to encourage women to be more traditional and whatever and so so forth and that's why we're here in this room and so i think women who have those platforms and those voices we are actually helping feminism, but I think that when feminism starts to attack men, and and um, remove the masculinity from men, that's where I have a problem. So it's kind of like on some on some on some um, level, I agree with feminism originally, but where it is today and who is propagating it, I'm not with that. Um, so that's kind of where I feel, where I stand
0: on on the top.
2: I love that, Rachel, and I'm so happy that you brought up BLM because I definitely want to Oh, talk that's about a whole different
1: story. I, I used to be one of the, I used to be, as a Black woman, I used to be pro-Black and BLM, but I realized pro-Black does not work for Black women. It works against us, and it's not for Black women, so I'm no longer uh, caping for those movements either. But go ahead,
0: Haley. I want to hear what you have to say about it. <sighs> Take a deep breath, everyone. <laughs> Okay,
2: I don't support Black Lives Matter at first. I did. Right. Because, of course, like who wouldn't support Black Lives Matter? Of course they do. Right. But when I look at that organization, that their goal is to tear down the nuclear family. Right. I love the nuclear family. Why would I support such? Right. And they even put that on their website that that's their goal. To me, it seems like a LGBT organization that's repackaged into something else. And I I, I feel like, too, in in the Black community, we kind of focus so like, we we don't focus on things that we have caused ourselves in the community, right? Like, absent fatherhood is horrible in the community. We have like an 80% absent father rate or something like that, 80% single mother rate, right? And it's just like, I I feel like we don't talk about that. And I feel like the movement of BLM is so male centered. We don't talk about how black women are being killed every six hours. We don't talk about how 600 uh, black kids in Chicago have been killed, you know, little kids. So I, I feel like, why don't we bring up stuff like that? Stuff like that needs to be talked about, right? So that's why I, I don't support it. I am 100% for the nuclear family. And I do feel like, too, a lot of things are being pushed by um, the Democratic Party, right? And they're even looking to put certain things in school where they're going to be teaching kids the history of the
1: LGBT. Oh, I'll and- take my kids right out of school when I have to play right <laughs> out with me. My kids will be homeschooled. Don't play with me.
2: Yeah. That the history of the LGBT, um, I follow a lot of like conservative pages, so I'm like on it, right? I saw that a school took you know young kids to a dagger and gay bar. Wait, are what? you kidding me? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and 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 I don't agree with with um some of these movements that are just pushing this progressive, you know, BS. Is it's, it's simply just BS to me. And I, I do feel like um Black Lives Matter is pushing this a little bit, too, because they, they said that their goal is to tear down the nuclear family. And I feel like the nuclear family is so important, especially if we plan on surviving. If we plan on um, building any type of wealth, we have to have that family. Family is so important. And and I, I think it's crazy some of the things that they are pushing. So I,
0: I, I honestly, I just can't support it. Absolutely, um, and these things. Well,
1: I'm here in the UK. It's not as bad yet. I'm not saying it's not going to get to that direction, but with things like that being taught in the schools and the feminization of the men of of our men as well, I do believe that there is um in some of these movements there is a, a a target on the um feminization of our men as well. These are things I'm seeing evidently happening. Like um, I think um, there was a Cinderella movie. Yes. Uh. That was put out and the fairy godmother happened to be a black man who's the fairy godmother. And I was like, number one, my kids will not be watching that. And the fact that they made him the fairy godmother, if people don't see that there's a agenda to um demasculize and make feminine black men, I don't know what to tell you. But that's just my opinion.
0: I agree
2: with you. And then also too, I feel like why aren't the feminist movement um pushing to protect real women? you know this whole inclusive bs like come on we don't need to be inclusive i think that femininity is something that needs to be protected and i think that it's extremely offensive to um somehow dress a- as a woman and-, and think that you are somehow me like are you kidding me that's like a a white man putting on blackface and saying hey you know what i'm black and i now have the black experience it's just completely bullshit right and then also these terms that i see that the democratic party is pushing right um birthing person are you kidding me menstruating person uh chest feeding we should be offended we should be outraged right but but i think that I mean, I'm not a hundred percent sure about how the feminists feel about this, but I have seen some videos where they're like, they're for it, they're for all women, and it's just like, come on, you know? And we're not telling ourselves, you know, the truth about um, certain things, so.
1: Yeah, I think in those aspects, I've been seeing even feminists step in and, um, funny enough, go back to saying it it needs to go back to traditionalism because of all this dysfunction. Um, I have seen that happen, surprisingly. Um, But it then boils down to traditionalism, the attack on traditional women, the attack on traditionalism and trying to erase all of that, Um, that there is definitely an agenda to erase the traditional home. Definitely, without a doubt. And that's why we're seeing so much attack, especially on black women as the mothers and the pillars, really, that we want to keep that going because there's already an agenda to stop that. So when there's women like us coming out and saying, this is what we want, this is what we're going to build and this is what we're continuing to want and we're going to stick by this, there's constant daggers being thrown because there's already an agenda behind it all to literally erase tradition.
3: Yes, um, and I think it goes back to the original topic that we were talking about and in relation to the video that um, Haley brought to our attention. Um, it goes back to that again where there is this constant expectation of what a black woman should be even the idea of black love and all these kind of things and I was telling someone the other day I was at a conference last week and I was telling um, it's, it's, it's been a while since I'd seen some of the people in my church in person and so they were just asking me about my work and they was talking about you know just wanted to get my opinion on things and I said to them black love is a scam because what it's trying to tell us is that we must do this in the community. We must stay here. We must put up with this. With an actual fact, I believe that whoever is the right partner, whoever is the right husband for me, it doesn't have necessarily have to be a black person or whatever, but that they must have these kind of qualities and that, you know, all these kind of things like that. And it goes back to the to, to the comments on her video where people were saying that she was trying to be white, trying to do this, when all she was saying was, This is my preference and this is the lifestyle that I wish to have. And I think that the more that we as women decide that, hey, this is my lifestyle and I'm sticking to it and we know that it benefits us, then we should not feel we, we we kind of need to understand that we are going to be in the minority, even though this is the way women were created to be. But that's you know another topic for another day. But just understand that we're going to be in a minority. Everyone isn't going to agree with us. And in actual fact, we don't need everyone to agree with us. We should do what's best for us. And if other women feel that what they do is best for them, truthfully, then they should go for it and leave us to kind of have our own lives and do what we desire.
2: I agree with you, Rachel, a hundred percent. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm afraid for the next generation. I can't wait to become a mom, but I'm just like, oh my God, it's such a a hard decision. Of course, I'm not married yet, right? But when I do get married, I'm just thinking to myself, how is the world going to be? (laughs) Oh my gosh. And I'm extremely nervous because a lot of things have just been pushed. And I'm telling you, most people, honestly, are sheep. That's the truth. Most people are very easy to manipulate. Um, You just play something in the news all day and they believe it. I'm, I'm sorry, but people, most people do not think for themselves. They let other people think for them, right? So when you have such progressive movements that are telling you to think this way and um, a man being a a leader is somehow toxic and this and that. Right. I'm afraid for the next generation. They're become they're so weak. I'm sorry. They're weak. They're sensitive. Um, A a lot of them are a little. This is the dumbest generation. (laughs)
0: Like I I just I'm afraid. Absolutely. You know, well, well, the thing is, I think now with with how I had
1: to, you know, and that's why I love the fact that, you know, um, women like Rachel are doing the biblical femininity and taking it really back to the main foundation, because I feel like when God was removed, and I'm just going to straight up say when God was removed from being the foundation, that's when things went haywire. And what we're seeing today is a result of the source, God, his, his structure, how God said it, his intention being totally erased. And this is why I say, like, these are really spiritual battles. These agendas are bigger than what we're seeing. You know, one scripture I really love to quote is in the book of Ephesians. Um, 612, where it says these battles are really not against flesh and blood, it's in um, places higher than us. You know, the first thing that was ever attacked from the beginning of time was the family unit, was Mm -hmm. marriage, the family unit. And that was the first thing that was attacked, and that's continuously being attacked. So so that's why, again, the traditional family unit is being attacked because that's the first thing to this day that's been attacked. So, you know, when it teaches that Rachel when when we go back to the foundations of the spiritual part and the biblical part of it, that's when things start to get together. And I said, OK, just so that I don't fall into this manipulation and I don't fall into the sheeplings, as one calls them, I will keep focusing on the source and the original structure and the original intention so that I don't fall into that same web. And I, of, I of course, will encourage other women to do the same we need to get back to the source get back to the
0: main foundation the purpose of woman so that we don't fall into that I completely agree so um I think I'm gonna end this
2: podcast episode any final
3: um, yeah, so thanks so much, Haley, for allowing us to um, share your space today. Um, and I really hope that for every single woman that's listening, that you kind of understand, like, you have a choice. And if you desire to have this kind of lifestyle, then follow women like Haley, be a part of Trophy Wives Club on all platforms. Um, there's a Facebook group. There's also, um, a clubhouse group. And of course you can follow her on Instagram. Um, and for all the men listening, support women in your life who want to be traditional. And maybe you have a girlfriend right now and you're like, wow, actually I would prefer her to do this. Then let her tap in with Hayley and with other women like that who are going to be able to help them in this lifestyle. I hope you all have a Bye everyone.
0: Right, and thank you so much haley um for allowing me to be
1: able to share this space with you and have a conversation about this because this is something really big and serious, and it still needs to be addressed because it's now become a stigma, and we need to get back to the foundation of it so uh, as, as as Rachel said, everyone follow the trophy Wives Club and connect with their, their group on Clubhouse on Instagram as well because this is where we can, we can get back to the foundation, and there's still women in our us out there that can help women get back to that. So you all have an amazing evening. Thank you so much.
2: Thank you, ladies. You are also amazing. Um, My final thoughts are to Black women, love yourself before you start dating, and especially before you have children. It's so important. Pick the best man for the job, right? And being a traditional woman is not being white.
0: (laughs) So I love you all. Bye.